Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Hi, my name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the auto detailing industry today on Industry Vibes. Well, we're going to talk about love, we're going to talk about bugs, and we're going to talk about love bugs. And uh, what bugs, old Greg Masterson. You can find me at Total Auto Solutions on most platforms. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch, though, is 918-800-1188. And you can find Greg on most platforms at Masterson's Wax. But if you're on TikTok, best way to find him there is Masterson's Car Care. Best way to get in touch with Greg, though, is reach out to him, 562-335-2053. And he's always great about uh, answering calls. Greg, while you talk to us about the great coding debate that you just got out of, I'm going to enjoy from Chandler Brewing Company, Love Bug. Uh, this is a passion fruit sour ale. So that uh, sourness is going to bug me, but I love some passion fruit. So I'm ready to get into it. Tell us about this coding debate you just had. Oh, well, you know, I was in the, uh, a great coding debate because this, the people always ask me about what's my biggest gripe with the coding industry and the sales of ceramic coatings. And my biggest gripe is is that people every day, they're coming out with a new coating and then they're saying, boom, this coating lasts 10 years. How do we know that the coating lasts 10 years? We don't no. know that. No, and I feel, like, I feel like it's just 100% scam. Like, oh, we just scam, that's just it. Oh, it's, it, it lasts 10 years and, and, and they're claiming it and they're not saying like, look, we guarantee it's gonna last 10 years. And we're going to replace it if it doesn't. They're just saying, last 10 years. No strings attached, no little asterisk and some fine print. It's just 10 years. And it came out two weeks ago. <laughs> and it's brand new coding company. And uh, the person inside of the, um, of the uh, forum on, the, on our Facebook group, Detailers of Facebook, they mentioned that they wanted to have a debate about the coding. And I said, okay, cool. So we set up a room and we were just talking about it for about 35, 40 minutes. And what the person was saying was, is that I asked her, I asked him, how do we know that these coatings last? Because they said, oh, well, I put the coating on and it lasts a couple of years. Three years later, it's lasting. And I said, can you prove to the group? Can you show us a receipt? It said the coating was installed on this vehicle on this day because it would have had a work order. And the work order would have said the, the license plate and the mileage it came in and the date and the service. And so he said, oh, well, I did it on my own car. But if it was a real shop, you would have still, if the coating had a warranty of 10 years, right? You would have had to have a receipt from the original installation of the coating, correct, Marty? Generally, yes. Okay, generally. So to prove that this coating was bought on this day and this time, and this person was running a legitimate business and they did it on their own car, but they didn't write themselves a receipt. Why didn't they do that? It was their business. It was a business expense. (laughs) They could have wrote it off and, and they would have had record of that warranty. 
And if people are making claims nowadays that coatings increase the value of your vehicle because they try to list that now on like high-end vehicles. Oh, I'm selling this Ferrari. It's got a Ferrari extended warranty, a ceramic coating, five-year coating. And you're like, okay, you're going to want receipts for that. Show me a receipt. The person not want to do a receipt. I have yet to have a person show me a receipt and a coating that says, look, it's five years ago. My coating is Here's my receipt. I got it on April 13th, 2016. It's 21, 21 now. It's working. I still have not had seen that. And that's what a lot of people ask me. What's my biggest gripe about the coding industry? That's the biggest gripe right now. So we were going to say what's, what's bugging you. And that's what's bugging you that's about the, the industry right now. Yeah, is, and it's very complicated, Marty. And I, I try to explain this to a lot of detailers, but the detailing industry is a little different. And I tell people this, is that detailers are actually very slow. They're extremely slow. I think if detailers wanna pick up their game, they need to be faster. Detailers are not fast enough. They're slow as fuck. And they're like three years behind everything else. They, people still think that coatings came out like last year. Like, dude, this coating, ceramic coating came out 2020 and it was out like 2014 you know, or something like that. It's just, they're, they're really that slow. And so if detailers picked up the speed, they'd realize, man, this, this doesn't make sense. It's not, it's, it seems weird. Five years, 10 years, it, it, it seems a little odd to me. So that's personally what's bugging me about the detailing industry. I know we're talking about bugs. Yeah, that's yeah. So yeah. we were talking about that and the, 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 the coding debate, where it led to, it didn't, the, the, the discussion didn't go any farther than this is that the person was claiming that coating longevity is determined by thickness. And so their claim was that if I put up, if, if, if I have a paint and I measure it and it's 102 microns, and then I put the coating on it's 110 microns. And then that means it has eight microns of protection. And then if I go and measure the paint three years later and it, and it's still 110 microns, that mean that, 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 was there. And the person was posting pictures on the car, but was posting pictures of different panels. But what a lot of people don't understand about detailing is paint is not the same thickness. It is completely different thicknesses all throughout the panel. I can measure a hood and I can get a hundred different readings. The readings are never the same because paint is not a truly thin or it's not a truly uh, even like piece of material. It has waves and thicknesses and and i've heard i, I haven't actually toured a, a paint facility but i've heard that maybe a door is painted in one place yes. and and a hood is painted in a another place yes it probably wasn't actually even the same clear coat sprayed on the hood as it is the door and i've heard once again i haven't toured but i have heard secondhand that some of the companies actually even use different brands of clear coats. Yes. They might not even use the exact same clear coat yes. on the car all the way around. So you're right. I mean, we, we really wouldn't have a, a good, true understanding of that. So that, that's interesting that that's what bugs you. I think what's bugging me right now in the overall industry, uh, and especially if you want to talk coatings, I, I would say, and I'm going to beat this horse until it finally you know goes away, but I don't know that it ever will because of the amount of money that companies are putting in now over the past years, they haven't really been investing too much money into their training game. 
it was always, we'll come to you and we're going to charge eight grand for the month or the weekend. And, you know, now we're seeing massive training facilities go up, right? There's, there's been a few, but now it seems like the brands themselves are opening up training facilities and having these very, very expensive, very, very well done. They look extremely nice. I mean, the lighting looks incredible. The style looks unbelievable. I mean, I, I think you would want to go in there and like hang out just to be there because it just yeah. looks so unbelievable. But what's bugging me then is what's going to come out of it, right? I mean, we've said there's a reason for training, right? And there's a reason that the brands are charging so much for it and how much they make off of it. We see then of them putting it back into these training facilities because they're then putting a, a bet, right? that they'll make even more money off of training with these facilities. So as a detailer who didn't get formally trained, who went to training of I'm going to scrub carpets and clean cars and let my customers tell me what I need to improve on and how I can improve. It just kind of bugs me, man. It, there's no doubt it, it, it gets under my skin to see them take advantage of detailers, uh, having them charge so much to learn how to wipe on a product, just uh, it's outrageous to me. So we're talking today as, as we jumped right on into it, man, we're talking, no doubt, love bugs, what we love and what bugs us uh, because the love bugs are no doubt coming out here in Oklahoma. We've been getting more bugs. I know California, you guys fortunately get to be bug free. Uh, Geez, count your blessings. I know when I've been out there, I've been out in Arizona, different drier places, we, we set out and we go, oh man, this is nice. I, I don't have any bugs. Well, here in the Midwest, and especially as you go over to Florida and get down through Louisiana and Georgia and through all those places, man, it love bug season is starting to really pop. And I feel for those bugs because they're dying on paint while they were just trying to make love. You know, that's all they're trying to do, those damn love bugs. So <laughs> want to dive into some stuff with you though. Uh, what do you love most about your life? You know what? I love about my life. You know, I think life's so long. You love different things. In, yep. In life. Yep. I feel like right now, I love in life is that I, I get to meet so many different people. I just love that. I get, I get to meet and, and get to physically go out and meet and talk to and experience uh, people. And it's something that I really like doing. It's, it's why I like going to uh, car shows and events and, and uh, running discussion groups and, and chatting on our uh, detailing group. It's called Detailers of Facebook. Uh, I love chatting on there. It's just all about meeting new people. And that's why I give my phone number out. I tell people, call me. I actually got a text message the other day uh, from somebody. I can actually read it here. Let me see if I can find it. Um, it was from a guy's name was Dan. Dan Goralski. Oh, said, yeah. I love Dan. Dan's a great dude. Said, always a great listen when I put on the podcast Marshall Hill puts out with you too. Hope all is well for you. Glad to hear you're growing and look forward to more words of wisdom. Dan Goralski owner of final finish detailing llc man that's good community right there that's, that's good, good community. it's good it's that people can reach out and and get a hold of me i usually always pick up the phone or i'm always able to talk to people you know and i feel like people more people out there should pick up the phone and 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 should 
uh, uh, reach back and communicate uh, with other people. You know. All right. So, so in your life, because right, we got two questions, right? The in your life, and then in the industry. So that's what you're going to say in your life. You're not going to use that one for in the industry. No, I like that. In, I like that in my life because okay. it, it goes. It goes. I truly believe that. Um, that if you did a good job picking what you're doing, that should be your lifestyle. Now that's not for everybody. There's, there's different ways of living, right? But I truly believe if you can make your your work, your lifestyle, your lifestyle, your work, you get a lot of advantages. Yeah, you have to cross the two, but you do get some other pluses and advantages rather than just being like, oh, I'm working, I'm not working. Like, you know, you're a cop, you're a police officer, you're working, or you're not working. It's like, you know, you like, you, you can't get arrested by an off duty cop, <laughs> you know, it's against the law, you know, but um, you know, when you're a cop, you're working and you're not, you're off cop. Well, for me, I'm always working. I'm not working. I'm doing different things all the time, you know? Yeah. All right, man. For me, what I've really been loving right now lately, and I'm with you. I, I when I was looking through this question, I thought of the same thing too. I was like, Bob, oh, I've loved different things, part of my life and different sections of life, no doubt. You know, uh, for me right now though, it, it's it's the rehab. I'm loving the results that I'm seeing personally on some physical rehab. You know, my my back was just in a really, really bad spot. Um, and, and the pain that goes on every day is starting to finally, I'm starting to see those clouds part a little bit. And I'll have moments of just, Oh, wow. You know, and then your mind opens up and you're, you're free to think like you remember thinking and, you know, just everything just goes into that peaceful mode for a minute. And man, I, yeah. I'm telling you, that is absolutely what I am loving the most right now. And I'll, I'll get home and listen, I, I found a couple strains that I like it. You know, I, I'll get to relax, uh, get that inflammation out and, and lay down and do some stretching. I got a little puppy that comes over and man, I'll just lay there for an hour or sometimes two and just stretch and, and meditate and kind of hold there. And that's, that's really on it. That, that has been my love of uh, life over the past, I'd say past six to eight months uh, in, in all reality. Uh, a lot of it came out of Corona when there was not as much to do, right? Like <laughs> you started getting into that meditation more. And then uh, as I'm seeing results, finally, uh, man, I, I'm pouring into it heavier and harder. So yeah, it's, like, really, it's interesting really you it. say that because I feel like you wanted that rehab, mm -hmm. you wanted that. So you got it and accepted it. And I feel like in life, if you know that, that piece of calmness that you're looking for, like there's sometimes I need that calmness, but because I don't want it, I don't get it because I want to keep working or doing something progressive or, or something like that. I want to do something progressive. So I'm not, because I want that, I can't want calmness at the same time, but I might need that calmness, but I can't get it because I don't want it. Yeah, I'm with right? you, yeah. <laughs> right? I don't know, it's kind of complicated, but- That is kind of complicated. It's like, it's like, I truly, you know, I had a, a buddy of mine and and for a long time, his, um, uh, his one of his sisters struggled with drugs, right? And so because she struggled with drugs, her parents, because they loved her, sent her to rehab, right? And I mean, these weren't like, small little, they were fucking like rehabs in like Malibu, California. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. these, were, these were like vacations almost. I was telling people, I'm like, make me an addict. I'm going to go on a rehab. Yeah, right? Was that nice? So anyways, she went to like five of those. 
but continued on the same path. Why? She didn't want the rehab. Mm -hmm. yeah. Didn't want that, right? You wanted that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you yeah. wanted it. Tired of the pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you accepted that, yeah. right? She had her own pain in a different way, right? But didn't want the rehab. So kept with the pain. Yep. It's cr crazy how you, I believe you have to want things in life. You definitely do. All right. So let's yeah. talk about what you want and what you're loving in the industry, right? I know you kind of said it briefly a minute ago of something that, but you, you know, that's why I was like, all right. So what is it that you're loving in the industry right now? You know what I love in the industry right now? It's, I love the unlimited sales possibilities. That's oh. the best thing that I fucking love. Unlimited sales possibilities, right? And the, a lot of, I, I, I truly believe in business. You have to spend money to make money. 100%. Got to spend money to make money. Where do you get that money? That's up to fucking you. That's up to anybody. Go, what do you want to do? You, I'm not saying go rob a bank, but go rob a bank or borrow somebody's, uh, you know, borrow or take a loan, whatever. It doesn't matter. But this industry has unlimited sales possibilities. But in any business, you have to have capital to work with. You have to have money to play with, to make more money. And I think that a lot of people in this detailing industry, what they don't understand is they need to spend money to make money. They want to make money without spending any money. And it doesn't work like that, right? With business, it just doesn't, all right? And I, a lot of detailers, like I said, detailers are a little slow and they're a little, it takes them a long time to accept things. And so because of that, they're still thinking that they can make money from nothing. And I, I know that's not true, but once you realize that there's unlimited sales possibilities in this industry, because you buy product, you do details and you make money. It's like, it's so easy, just like that. But it's, it's when you get caught up in other things that aren't related to the selling, that's when these detailers start struggling big time. And uh, it, it's, it's kind of weird for me because I see me as a detailer, I look at so many other people's businesses and I'm like, fuck, you should be making a hundred to 200,000 a year, but you're not even making 30. Do you know what, um, uh, do you know what the average <laughs> average? That would be interesting. Yeah. You know what I the average? Know. No, they did it. We Googled this. Someone Googled it and I saw it. It's like $27,000 a year. That shit's minimum wage. Everybody who's watching this, why are you making minimum wage? I don't get it, right? There's so many possibilities out there to, to, to make more money doing this job. And so for me, what I love about the industry is I see that. I'm like, dang, that there's money there. There's money there. That person, you can be making money. You know, I, I see that more. And that's kind of what keeps me rolling in this industry, man. Because, All right. you know, man, I, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. And, and you're right. And I think one interesting thing would be that I don't know if people understood this. As much as many in the industry hate on detailers at dealerships or they just hate on detailing in general at dealerships to understand that detailers in the right dealerships make triple that you know you you get in the right dealership and you do it the right way man you, you got a nice easy life with cars coming in you're gonna work you're gonna clean you're gonna bust tail cleaning but 
You don't have to worry about marketing. You don't have to worry about, you know, where's the next customer. You don't have to worry about any of that. The cars just show up. If you're in the right spot and do the right job, you make triple that income and you don't have any of the expenses. It's just profit. So that, that is cool. I would say for me, what I love right now, what I'm seeing in the industry uh, is, is similar in a sense of opportunity, but I think it'd be cool where it's going to come digitally, right? Like I'm not so familiar with EFTs and what's all going on with all that, but what's the entrepreneur? Who's the detailer? What's the company that's going to start getting into? We've already seen it uh, where we're starting to use some, uh, you know, intellectual data that starts to, you know, go and understand your habits, your customers' habits, your schedule, and filling in the blanks for you and reaching out to customers. That's been cool to learn about uh, all the different technology that's going into the system. And I, I think that's where I'm, I'm really interested to see is, is what detailer, right? Because apparently, if you remember that, uh, that uh, what was that? It was what, 2000 and what, like eight or nine, where it was that, that baby that bit that kid. And he was like, ouch, Charlie, that hurt. You remember that? Like it was, it was one of those first YouTube videos that blew up. Well, apparently those people now made it an EFT and sold it for like NFT. 600. What? Oh, NFT. Yeah. NFT. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, for like 600 something thousand dollars. And I went, okay, what detailer is going to be able to do that? What detailer is going to be able to take something technology wise and begin to, you know, and go and move and go crazy with it. Right. Like at 43, that really blows my mind is to think about the opportunity that somebody that's young in this industry with the amount of technology that's coming. I love the opportunity that they're going to have to just explode it. So that's, that's, that's my uh, love of what I think is going to happen. So we talk, we want to move into bugs, right? Like, What's bugging us, right? So we went over what's bugging us in the industry. What's bugging you personally though? You got anything personally that bugs you? You know, you know what's bugging me? <laughs> the the dip and all the crypto. <laughs> it's bugging me a lot. You know what's yeah, also uh, what's bugging me personally is 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 people not using the potential of their business. Mm. You no. Know? It's like I went to a shop in Texas. Okay. The shop was like, um, uh, it must've been about a 3,500 square foot shop. Right. But the person was only utilizing like a thousand or 1200 square feet of the entire shop. And the other shop was being filled with garbage. Mm. And the person was telling me that their overhead's so big. And they're not selling enough stuff. And that's why they can't scale up. And I saw that and I look, and as they're telling me this, I'm just looking at the shop just filled with garbage oh. and, a, and a huge lot outside filled with three or four busted up rundown cars. And I'm thinking to myself, why don't you throw this stuff out and utilize that space to make more money? And what 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 it came down to was that I have a realization and I talked to a lot of people with business is they're forgetting that we're in this detailing game of washing cars to make money. <laughs> we're, we're in reality, in reality, we 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 don't really want to be washing cars every day. We want to make more money. And people they run businesses for so long and they forget why they started it in the first place. 
they get like it's like you ever been in a conversation with somebody and it goes on a crazy tangent somewhere else well businesses end up like that they first they they, they start out thinking okay I'm running a hot dog stand and my hot, my hot dog stand is to sell hot dogs and make money and boom, boom, boom. And then it became, oh, well, um, you know, I, 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 I got to sell this hot dog here and I got to get more stuff and do this other thing. It gets too complicated. And how'd you complicate a hot dog stand? We just talk about making money, right? We're here to make money. And uh, then you're getting too complicated into what type of hot dogs we're using. And the condiment, oh, it has to be this special type of condiment. Like uh, with detailing, I, I talked about this on another podcast uh, a couple days ago, is that I don't think anybody in detailing or that gets their car detailed cares what products were used, <laughs> like a professional. It's like when you go to a restaurant, Marty, do you care what arugula was used in that salad? Do you really care? I, I actually get so specific. I ask which delivery service. Was it Cisco that dropped this off? And did they use the brand? That, right? I mean... That's a great analogy, man. I really like this. And when you yeah. said it, I started laughing. Yeah, because whether whether I when when I go to a restaurant, whether it's a taco stand or Roots Chris Steakhouse, I expect to be satisfied at both. Now I don't compare them. I'm not like, eh, this taco stand and Roots Chris. I expect to be satisfied. Just like when I wash my car or I get my car washed, I expect to be satisfied. Wherever I get my car washed, I expect to be satisfied whether it's a wash and interior vacuum or it's a full-on paint correction and engine cleaning and leather conditioning and the full shebang. You know, I I I, I want to be satisfied either way, and I think that's how the customer is too. And I truly think detailers need to focus on scaling their business. And then also selling time. Detailers don't sell time enough. They Detailers right now are trying to sell the cleanest car. I will get your car so damn clean. Well, that's what every detailer should do. It should be, they should all be fucking clean, right? But what is the other detailer going to give me? They should give me time, more time, more time to do whatever I want to do, you know? And, and I'm listening to the detailers out there right now. Detailers who listen, okay? I cannot find a detailer to come and wash my car. I have five cars and I'm super busy. And sometimes I can't wash them all, but sometimes I want them all washed. So I don't know any detailer right now. If anybody's watching this and they're in Southern California and they want to wash my car and get some business, call me 562-335-2053. I will pay you to wash my car. And you'll also get some TikTok out of it and some YouTube out of it and some cross promotion out of it. And you're going to make money off me and I'm going to tip you. But nobody has the balls to call Greg and say, I want your business, Greg. <coughs> I'll do it, Greg. And because they want it, whenever people come to me to wash my car here at Masterson's Car Care, they say, Greg, I'm going to make your car shine so much. Instead of saying, hey, Greg, I'm going to wash your car so you can go back into your office and you can get all the work done that you need to get done today. Right? I've never had anybody call and say that to me. So if so, I wish somebody would call and say it to me. But if somebody started doing that who's watching this, they'd be a millionaire. Like that. All right, man. I love it. All right. For me, I'm, I'm a little bit more simple in what's bugging me. Uh, personally, what bugs me is 
when you've got like space to go right or left at a stop sign and so somebody, <laughs> somebody's right in that middle and you're trying to go right and they're trying to go left and i was like you motherfucker if you would have just got in your spot i could take my right but now i'm gonna have to wait for you to get out of my way so i can take a ride like that that's always been one of my number one pet peeves like bug me non-stop man like it, it always drives me crazy that bothers me too that's why i ride a motorcycle i go in between the middle well, yeah, that's what's crazy about being out there in California. You're right. They can, you guys can just run right through traffic here that you don't do that. No, you don't do that at all. Yeah. yeah. Out here in California, lane splitting. I don't know if you've ever seen that. You yeah. can just ride in yep. between the, the, the cars. Yep. It's all legal. It's crazy. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're count down to only a couple more months before my daughters will be back in Southern California. So I'll, I'll be there experiencing it again, you know, here when I, when I go visit them and, yeah. uh, They'll Watch be north of San Diego. So we'll definitely, definitely have to connect there. All right. So love bugs, man. All right. Love bugs. What's what you love and what bugs you. But now let's talk about love bugs. Those nasty creatures that just like to mate and then get hit by cars and create all kinds of mess for people. Right. Whether it's in the Midwest, you got regular bugs as the mosquitoes start to come out here. We're seeing those or other parts of the country where you get into bugs. So all right, Greg, what's your pitch? How do you recommend? What do you recommend? How do you suggest cleaning off lug bugs? Uh, you know, I, I just, uh, like we were talking last time, I just went on a thousand mile motorcycle trip through California and, and my fucking bike and my helmet and my jacket was all covered with bugs. And, and, oh, so you got bugs in California? Yeah, I didn't yeah, think yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Because California is such a diverse state. It's, if, if you go to the center of the state, it's literally like Oklahoma. It's all farm. It's all flat. There's some mountains far away, but it's, 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 it's very central. You know, it's very like Texas, Oklahoma. It's like that. It, it has that climate kind of in okay. the center. Okay. And so okay. there's all the same bugs and stuff related oh. with farming. And I rode right through that for a long time. Face, everything covered with bugs. What I like to do when I know this is going to happen, when I'm going to go on a trip is I like ceramic coat it. You want to ceramic coat everything, don't you? Ceramic coat, whatever. You can actually use anything. Ceramic coating, wax, sealant, some type of protection on your vehicle on the front. I add a little more right before I leave. Why not? Because whenever I go on a trip, I always wash my car before I leave. Yeah, I yeah, me leave too. With a clean car. I don't like like going on a trip with a dirty car. It bothers me. And then when you get to where you're at, you need to reclean it, right? I don't reclean actually. I don't touch it. I only oh, I will a lot of times. Yeah. I, uh, it depends where I am. But usually if I go on a trip, I clean at the beginning and then I maintain the cleaning throughout the fucking trip. Usually I'm just cleaning the windows. You know what I mean? And I'll clean it when I get back. It reduces swirls, I believe. I believe if you're touching the car too much, you're going to inhibit more swirls and contact marring over time. And so I limited that. I just watched it again. And so... I, I went on this motorcycle trip and I put a uh, Masterson shield paint sealant on my visor and the front of my motorcycle on the headlight. The headlight is already clear broad. I put, it has steck clear bra on it, but I put wax on it more. And, uh, and then I took two little bottles, four ounce bottles of detail spray and glass cleaner with me. And then I went on the trip and because of the um, uh, sealant, on the surface, I was able to just use glass cleaner and quick detail spray wiped away. Boom. Right. It's when you don't have any protection on your car that those love bugs cause extreme problems. 
and they can actually eat into your paint. And like you were saying earlier on, these factories actually paint different parts of the vehicle in different factories. And it usually has to do with the plastics, like the main part of the car, and we're to go back to what we're talking about this, like the main part of the car is painted at once because it's like a unibody. Most of them are unibody. So the chassis is painted and then all these other parts are bolted onto it as it goes down the assembly line that are already painted. And um, the plastics are usually painted in an off-site facility and then mm. bolted onto the car, the bumpers especially. So the bumpers use a different clear coat. They're like a flexi clear coat. So it can flex and it can you know have a little more damage. And these clear coat, the flexible clear coats are more susceptible to like staining and, and acidic um, eating of your paint. And so these love bugs hit on your paint, they're acidic, and then they're just eating into the clear coat. And then boom, and people leave them on the car for like all spring. And then their bumpers look like shit, summer come, oh no. Like, why isn't it going clean again? Well, that's why. So uh, extra wax, extra sealant, extra ceramic coating, whatever you want to use, whatever your choice is. I like wax. It goes on, it goes off. It's just one and done. I'm on the road again. That's what I love. I love it. And love your suggestion too, man. I, I was similar. We would, we would offer, I want to be the start of the season, right? We would offer a protection package that, and we're seeing detailers start to offer that as it comes towards spring and as bugs start to come out more. I'm seeing posts where people are starting to offer that to their customers. We definitely recommend that. I mean, that, that's just a good regular practice to be in. You're right. Whether you use a sealant, whether you use a wax, whether you use a coating, something that you could sell to your customers to keep that protection on there, especially right now as the love bugs or as other bugs start to come out because, right, Greg, you're right. Those acids sit there long enough. They will begin to etch into the clear coat. We did a GMC the other day here at the shop that, uh, you know, as a customer picked it up the next day, uh, well, what? Like, hey, listen, man, that, that bug is etched that clear coat. There's, there's nothing I can do about it. Like, it is what it is, you know? Like, uh, those are always fun when customers walk around and try and nitpick. And you're like, if you would have either gotten some protection on it sooner or gotten that bug off faster, it wouldn't have happened. Um, so no doubt, yeah, definitely uh, some type of prep package is always good. And then being cautious about what you spray, right? You know, if we're going to clean love bugs, if we're going to clean bugs off of paint, being cautious of how you do it is a definite recommendation, right? There's plenty Don't of products the out greaser. there, right? There's, that, that's Don't, right. There's plenty there of products. Don't use degreaser on love bugs, on the paint. It's not for that. I know a lot of people, they might say, I use degreaser on that. Don't do that. It's uh, uh, on our detailing group. We had a, a, a group and somebody, um, a customer or a user had posted a picture of wheels. They were cleaning and they said, I used degreaser on it and now my wheels are all streaked up. What happened? It's because the degreaser was too strong. Just because the love bugs are on there doesn't mean you have to use more strength on your product. Just, just use the same product that you're using. It just might take you a little bit longer in the time. That's what I truly recommend. And, and to me, I like to explain it in a certain way of degreasers and a lot of those uh, cleaners will have a lot of caustics in it. That's what they need to do its work. So that caustic is what's hot. And that's what's going to leave that flash mark on the paint. 
and listen, I've, I've used plenty of different ones and you, you can wet down the car and then go to spray. And once they dry, like there's, there's a bunch of different ways that you can damage paint if you're not careful using the wrong product and degreaser you're right is a tough one to get people away from you know we came out with a bug product because it it's formulated specifically as a polymer base so that it does not etch does not leave problems it doesn't have caustics right yeah it's a polymer base so you have zero chance of creating a flash so that's good yeah yeah Yeah. is there a lot of there are a lot of great cleaners out there that work and a lot of detailers this is this is a professional podcast i'll tell a lot of people about that uh, um you know there's a lot of rising costs in products now i think we talked about this inflation and you know be weary of the products that you buy because you might be thinking hey i'm getting this cheap degreaser it's a great deal and that might cause a thousand dollars worth of damage to something yeah so detailers that are out there be weary of what you use what products you buy you know you don't want to um uh you don't want to get bad results causing and lost customer or product damage you know uh there's a there's a um product in the uk that's sold where it's uh, a a color changing foam you ever seen those well they're starting to come here in the u.s okay 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 so um this, this was years ago. You know, what they were doing was mm-hmm. is the companies were just adding a fucking lot of dye, okay, into this soap. Okay, this was, this was a different company, right, in, the, in, in, in Europe. And, dude, the foam coming out of the foam cannon was like pink and blue and yellow. And it wasn't lightly tinted. It was crazy tinted, okay? So people were using it, taking pictures of it on Instagram. They were like, oh, my God, it's so sick. This foam it changes color, and so and and but they didn't do proper testing on it, and there was two problems that happened. One guy put it in his foam cannon, and it stained the driveway of a customer, blue. <laughs> so <laughs> what do you do about that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so second one is this guy was washing a Rolls Royce drop head, uh, convertible, okay. And he's washing it with the foam. And the, the car was black with a white interior. And so he's washing the car. And some of, when he was pre- pressure washing it off, the pressure washer pushed some of the foam in through the seal and it dripped down the window. And it dripped onto this part that was like on the back seat where it's flat and it was wrapped with white leather. The the blue dye stained the white leather and it was like a brand new car. And then he had to pay, it was like $3,000 or something to have this new piece, right? There was like 3,500 bucks, four grand, right? It's that people don't care about what products you're using. Just use great quality products, get it from Marty's website, get it from masterson'swax.com that just work all the time, right? And you're getting great quality stuff, right? So Detailers, I think this year need to not cheap out on products. Don't cheap out because there's a lot of things in this industry that are changing and there's other companies that are coming out of nowhere and they're making like cheap products. Hey, it's bargain basement products for you. It might cause you bargain basement problems. Definitely, <laughs> you man, <know>? definitely. <laughs> you can only imagine that, right? Yeah. Going, 
staining a customer's driveway. Oh my gosh. Shush. I can't imagine. I would never see that customer again. Driveway. Oh my God. Right. This uh, love bug was uh, at first when I tried it, right? You saw me, I was like, Ooh, like it was a bit much, uh, but it turned out okay. That passion fruit was good. It's got a little bit of mango in it and uh, it smoothed itself out. I still don't know that uh, as I'm not a fan of love bugs, I don't know that I'll grab it again, but uh, it turned itself out all right. And it definitely, they brewed their, their beer with love. So uh, love. thank you, Chandelier Brewing. And uh, Greg, thank you, man. Thanks for your time. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see you next week, bro. Enjoy your yeah. week. I'm very excited for the next week, man. I'll see you and uh, all of our followers. And, and hit us up. If anybody ever wants to chat, you got our number. We posted on here. Love to talk to you guys out there. Thank you very much, Marty. All right, man. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. <laughs>